Hi, it's Ellen DeGeneres. Welcome to my podcast. We're going to listen to some of the best moments from the show, and it's going to be hosted by four executive producers that I love. Happy listening. On today's episode yes. of I'm So Glad Andy and Mary Are Late, so we can call the <laughs> <laughs> podcast whatever we want to. It's finally our podcast. It's finally Kevin and Ed on the go. <laughs> Blake Shelton receives a pre-engagement gift from Ellen. Zach yes. Efron gets sentimental about his amazing grandparents. Uh-huh. A viral piano player named Marco who you have to see. Andy and a superfan Bridget hit the Billboard Music Awards on the red carpet. Wrestler Zion opens up about his Olympic prospects. You love Zion. I love that guy. And Ellen chats about, oh my gosh, her hair coloring nightmare. Yes, that got a lot of pickup. Well, oh, here they're coming in now. I'm Kevin Elliman II. Wow. I'm Ed Glavin. I'm Andy Lassner. Hey, Hi, Andy. How Andy's are you? here. Welcome, Andy. We started without you. I like it. I, you guys should be up and ready. I don't like having to wait. He's got a, <laughs> He's so good. If you he? can tell, Thank he's got you. a mouthful of nuts. <laughs> that is correct. I had some honey roasted peanuts. Sounds good on the podcast. What a great week we've had. Did Mary have a thing? Or is she going to be here? Where is Mary? Mary's still not here. I don't know where she is. She might still be with Twitch. So I don't know. Did we already do the tease about what we're talking about? Oh, today? yeah. We're, yes, we've we're already done the that. first three we're seconds. We're almost done. Should we can't get Andy a. Uh... Yeah, we're wrapping up. So uh, that's so, all the time we have today. Please subscribe what? to us please. on Apple. Uh, please. <laughs> that was a really fun idea, Kevin. Have we talked about our guests? Yeah. Did you guys mention yeah. there's yes. a guest? We already oh, no. have done that. No, we didn't talk about, we didn't talk <laughs> oh, about our, our live guest. Uh, we have a live in studio, in studio guest today. Yeah. In Ed's office guest. Very exciting. It's weird it's called Andy and Friends, but it tapes in my office. Yeah. What do you do in your office that none of us are allowed in there? Um, I, I have some other uh, side projects I've I run out there. I've never seen the door open. I got stuff going on. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> uh, who's our guest today, Kevin? Our guest is someone that we have worked with for a very long time. I think since season three. Our fans know him from being on the show, and they've seen more of his leg than his wife has, I think. I would say that is correct. And just by saying legs, we obviously are talking about Andy Zener. Mm-hmm. Andy Zener. Was now, one of our favorites have been working with show. him since season three. I've been working with him since, I think, the year 2000. Yeah, you worked on a yeah. different show with him and brought him here. And he's been he's been awesome for us. He's I our comedy producer. Let's uh, let's get him here. Where yeah, is let's he? Let's get him in here. Let's get Andy Zener in here. Oh, is that Andy? No, nope. that's Mary. That's Mary. That's Mary. Just so you know, they started without me, too. They, they're they trying to go rogue. We got a Trenta. Just so you know, they went rogue. <laughs> Really? Start, I walked in, they had started already. You're kidding. Yeah, so oh. when the ratings come back, the first two minutes will be the lowest in the history of the podcast. Here he is. Andy Zener. Andy Zener. Leggy legs. Legs, legs. Oh, my God. We are so excited to have you here. Thanks, we are Andy. We are thrilled. There's. Uh, I had to get through a lot of people who didn't think that you would be the right person for the demo of this podcast and and i fought for you and you're finally here so thank you well thanks for having me it's a pleasure to be here with you from Uh, one town to another you guys really have some bonding yeah we've done some stuff in in all honesty andy is like a a big part of our show as you know he is constantly working with ellen helping run things out he's been on countless red carpets he's been to ireland for us he's Yes. He, he's, there's, there's, he does a fair amount of drinking for us. Yes, he yes. does. Yeah. Yes, but, the, and, uh, and then a fair amount for himself. The lengths that I go to for my job. Yes, it's not, you it's do. A, it's, a, it's a grind. It you is. do a lot. He's is. also yeah. the full-time comedy producer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it, he actually has, he has, he has exactly. a real job. Thank you, thank you job. for remembering the real reason I'm yeah. here, Kelly. I mean, just wrangling Troy is a 12-hour a day job. Don't even get me started. I did that this week. But yeah, would you say... 200, if you had to say right now, how many large cardboard checks have you run out to Ellen? Oh, I was trying, I was thinking about that. Um, 
I'd have to say at least 200, probably. Yep. Now a let's lot. let's back up though, and I think Zener's Zener's had a very interesting path to where he is now. Yes, he has. I agree. He he's from the great state of Oregon. Yep, that's correct. And proud to be from. And and really, cons- for a for a while, considered spending his life as a golf pro. That is correct. And also, uh, he, an avid ski. Well, why don't maybe you we talk could let him. Yeah, skier. there you go. That's I a thought. But I'm sort of out on this. Go ahead. That's why you're here. Zener, t- tell us. Were you going to actually be a golf pro? I wasn't going to. Well, I. Graduated from U of O with an English major, as an English major. You can tell I'm really good with words. Um, and I didn't know what I was going to do. So that summer after I graduated, I went back to the golf course that I worked at. And I thought, you know what? I've done this for a long time. So maybe I'll just be a, a teaching pro. And yeah. it was a lot of answering phones and doing tea times for the same four guys every morning at 830. And I was like, I don't, no. I don't now, know if this is I don't golf, for me. but my understanding... It's kind of slow. Is that yeah, it's just not my thing. But my understanding is that Andy Zener is really, or at least was. We've kept him very busy for the last fifteen years. Kids but was a really talented golfer, and I've been ridiculous. I've been at multiple things with Andy, and he's what he is is really athletic. He can throw a football like as far as you can run. Thank you. I, yeah. I can speak firsthand that uh, I invited uh, Andy to play golf with me one day. This is thinking, great. I know, and he said, I haven't played a lot since the kids, and I thought, okay, this will be <laughs> competitive you know. at least. Yeah, I didn't think <laughs> competitive, but I thought. You know, he's going to be rusty, so it won't be. I can't explain it. He's like, what did I say to him? By the third hole, I go, why aren't you doing this for a living? Yeah. Is like, every podcast like this? You bring someone in and just tell them how good they are? Yeah, no, we, yeah, then we start with, with the good. Every Friday, this is what we you do. We start every... with the good, and then okay. Kevin does what's called critique minute. Uh, and he I has see. one so minute. He has one minute to part. say all the yeah. things. He has, that he has, he has a little rebuttal. Yeah. How did the short shorts come about? Uh, I think it was like season six. There was a Ellen was playing tennis with Matthew Perry. Remember the giant oversized tennis racket? Yeah. Yes. Way back in the good old days. And I had to put on the ball boy outfit. And Kellen, who I love so much in the wardrobe department, they gave me two pairs of shorts. There was one that was like knee length, and then there were these tiny little <laughs> other white ones that. So Kevin, no, in comedy, I thought the short ones were funnier. And Kellen was like, "Oh no, you have to wear those short short ones. You gotta gotta wear the short shorts." So I warm out there. Ellen didn't see me until she got onto the court, and she got a real good laugh out of that. And yep. I thought, okay. And, and the rest like, is history. Oh, no, yeah. From and here now, on out, then it was the, the ref, short short guy. Yeah, wear the ref costume, yep. and it was the short short ref costume. And then someone decided short, to short put tuxedo. me on a pedestal. I think the the other thing is we showed off those Dorothy slippers. Oh yeah, remember that? They put yeah. me on a rotating pedestal, and they put me in the short yes. short tux. I was like 2009, and, then, like and now 10 years ago. And now you wear on the red carpets, and yeah. and you run out checks in them, and yeah. it's hilarious. It's become well, your thing. There's worse and, things to do than wear short shorts, and, and because, I've got a lot of mileage out of these pins. <laughs> because these Andy and pins. I share a name, there is sometimes slight confusion. Yeah. No, uh, for, never. Yeah, well, for never. example, oh, no. my never. mother is in synagogue. Both ways. And a woman comes up to her and says, I saw your son Andy on the show. I don't remember him having such long legs. <laughs> <laughs> I was at a 4th of July so parade in, in my hometown, and there was a gal standing next to me, and she was so funny because she kind of had that look on her face like, oh, I know you're from the show. And I was just standing there, and she kind of leaned into me, and she's like, I just love what you do on the Ellen Show. And I was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And she took a second, took a beat, and then she leaned over, and she goes, when she sends you through those haunted houses, oh, my God. <laughs> I politely said thank you. Thanks. Thank you. I know I'm lucky. Oh, yeah. no. it, was, it was good. It's fantastic. So oh it's back God. at you, Andy. Yeah. It goes both ways. So anyway, so you're you go back to your golf course and you think about maybe being oh, yeah. a teaching pro. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, then what happens? So then my wonderful wife, who is my friend back in the day, um, she and I both went to the same elementary school, if you can sure. believe that. She was driven and she knew what she was going to do. She went to New York City and she's like, she had an internship. She worked at, she interned at Conan with Lauren, right? I think Lauren and Tom Riles, small world. And she was just driven and she knew what she wanted to do. So she, uh, she was like, I'm moving to New York City and you should move there with me. And I was thinking pro shop or New York City. Yes, yes, I should move with you. So <laughs> I moved to New York City. Believe it or not, she and I moved there on September 8th, 2001, three days before the New York changed forever. Yeah. And um, the city, you know, we were going to pound the payment, find jobs, this, that, and the other. She had contacts, but no one was hiring, this, that, and the other. I ended up getting a phone number of someone who... Yeah, it was a friend of a friend, right? friend of Kevin a friend. Applegate. And I finally called this phone number. It was in October. This guy met me. I, I, it was like my first real interview, and I showed up with the blue blazer and the manila envelope with a resume that just said golf, 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 golf. <laughs> and he was interviewing Kevin Applegate. Now, you all know Kevin Applegate. Yeah. Yes. Kevin Applegate is a television producer who I know very well, who I've known for a really long time. Kevin's preferred uniform for working is a pair of shorts and flip-flops. Perfect. Short, shorts and flip-flops and a Man long, long ponytail. Heart. And it was funny because I had no idea what TV was before that opportunity. Yeah. And so I heard I was meeting with an executive producer, and I was like, okay. So this guy came around the corner in a hoodie and flip-flops and a ponytail, and he's like, hey, man, come on back. And I was like, okay. All right, this must be the guy that's taking me back to the... <laughs> so he, he, walks me around, he walks me around the corner, and he's like, you want a Coke or something? And I was like, no, no, I'm fine. Just totally nervous. Like the slacks with the pleat down the front, the blue blazer, and a tie askew, hair slicked. So I walk into this room and I sit down and he's like, do you have a resume? And I was like, oh yeah, here you go. I thought like he'd take it and take it to the executive producer. Then he walks around the back of the desk, sits down and puts his feet up. And I was like, oh, oh I get TV it. executive <laughs> producer. I see how this works. <laughs> so that was, that was my foot in the door. Was that change of heart? That was change of heart. But yeah. you guys weren't hiring at the time. And he told yeah. me, he was like, here's the deal. You're a nice kid. I'm not hiring, but call me or email me. Keep, keep me, you know, let me know that you're still interested in the opportunity. And that was in October. And I literally, once a week, hit him up, email, text. Some of the most important time we spend with our families is around the dinner table. Sharing our day, connecting, creating memories, Gobble gets that. This meal prep service makes it quick and easy to cook nutritious, delicious meals. So even on our busiest days, we can enjoy a home-cooked dinner and quality time with our families. With Gobble, your meal kit is delivered fresh to your doorstep each week. There's no planning, shopping, or even prepping for the meal. That's because Gobble has an army of sous chefs doing all of the time-consuming work. They pick out the highest quality ingredients and take care of the peeling, chopping, marinating, and creating the perfect sauce. So it takes just one pan to prepare a healthy, delicious meal. Even I can do it. It's ready to serve in just 15 minutes. This week, they are offering Chinese chicken lettuce wraps with brown rice, shrimp scampi with cherry tomatoes, and arugula, spring pot roast with fava beans and asparagus. See what a difference Gobble will make for your family's dinner routine. They're offering our listeners this fantastic limited time deal. Six meals, $36, plus free shipping. That's dinner for two for three nights for just $36. Only available if you go to our special URL. Get this special offer now. Go to gobble.com slash Ellen. That's gobble.com slash E-L-L-E-N. How are you paying rent at this really? time? Like, where are you living oh, in? I Howard? was hitting. We we lived in Weehawken, right above right. the Lincoln Tunnel. Right. I lived with my lady friend and her roommate from college, which was an interesting dynamic. It was fun. Yeah. But they both had things they were doing, and I was temping. I was like a. I was a page at Radio City. That was one of my favorite <laughs> gigs. Wow. Kevin will tell you every time we go to New York City. Oh gosh, what I do love I it. say? Hmm? I used to be a page here. Kevin, I wore a monkey suit. 
That was my good gig. I, I had that steady job for about three months from November to January. And then after that, nothing. And I was just temping, but still texting or emailing Kevin saying, hey, uh, still hungry for the opportunity. Long story short, I got a gig working as a, as a temp on a loan company, a Fortune 500 company. And they're like, we like you. We want to make you a loan underwriter. So that happened. At the same time that happened, Kevin Applegate, my good thanks, mm-hmm. Ed, Ed was part of that situation. Uh, Kevin hit me up and he's like, all right, finally, this was May. So I met him in October, interviewed, May rolls around, and uh, he calls me and he goes, good news, I got a position as a receptionist on a pilot. And I thought, <laughs> I'm know. an underwriter now. I might be a loan <laughs> underwriter. They're going to give me benefits and free lunch. I remember Kevin coming to me and going, if we don't hire this kid, he's going to get into banking and he's not going to do well at banking. <laughs> and he gave, me, he gave me the best advice. He said, he goes, here's the deal. You know, I called him and I level, I leveled with him. I was like, I don't know, they might, you know, it's an opportunity, Madison Avenue. He's like, you could. I'm pretty sure you could have been a loan underwriter in Portland, Oregon, but you wanted to get into entertainment. You've been bugging me him. since October. Yeah. Take yeah. a chance. Yeah. And Plus, we paid four bucks an hour. That's when <laughs> I I got a job as a receptionist, and I saw Ed every morning, and I buzzed the the elevator would open, and I was sitting there behind a the desk, and I said hi to everybody every morning. I'm sure in just the cheeriest way, everyone wanted to see me at 7 a.m. And I'd buzz you in like I was the power guy. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So that that got but my foot in the door. But that's a good lesson. You yeah. know, he 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 was persistent without being overly annoying. Yep. He checked in once a week. Took a chance, as it was told. He took a chance, and and it works. Because a lot of people go, how do you get in this business? So impossible. No. It's like you want to be just the right amount of persistent but and not, not overbearing annoying. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, so, and take whatever. Take receptionist, take PA, take runner, yeah. get your foot in the door, and do it really well. That, um, that was the job as a receptionist, turned into a PA on a dating show, Change Your Heart with Ed, and then that got canceled. So then... All right, I, we don't need to hear you, though. You worked your started, way up, and now you're at Ellen. Thanks. The point being... <laughs> Short shorts. Uh, what is your favorite, uh, some of your favorite moments on the show? Somewhere to be? Yeah, I have some people. I've had uh, a lot of amazing opportunities on the show. Traveling with the show and everyone I work with is amazing. I always like going some on Some of the places, Kevin. Ireland, yeah, I mentioned. Fun. Orlando was a lot of fun before kids showed up. Um, Orlando, Ireland. Um, Northern England was fun. Australia was amazing. Oh, yeah, that's fun. I mean, I, come on, I've, you've seen I've, the world. I've been very fortunate to travel. Do you travel. remember the first time you were featured on camera? As a correspondent, it was a red carpet. I think it was the Emmys, and I think it was the Emmys the time Amy Poehler t- tore my sleeves off my tux. Do you remember that oh, one? Oh, yeah. That was, that was the first one. Boy, I was wow. That was the first Mila one? Kuna I remember shaved that. my legs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's Kuna right. That was way, legs. way back. Yes, she did shave your legs. That was a good one. Wow. That's a she very did such good a good job on camera. And, and no, since you've been with us, you're married. Oh, it's all happened. And, and you have three maybe... Of the cutest kids. Oh. My wife's done an amazing yeah. job with these wonderful little people. I'm very yeah. blessed to have a solid Yeah, because home. you deserve no credit. Let me nope. just be I'm honest. here too much. No, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I've I really grown with the show and on the show, and I've just been very fortunate to yeah. I mean, have this opportunity. You could say you've gotten old on the show. Yep. <laughs> one of my favorite moments was when my son, my third son, Ollie, it was one, oh, of, those, yes. it was one of those moments oh, where they yes. said, we want to do a monologue and we need a baby. And I was like, oh, uh, I, I got a baby. <laughs> and uh, it's a, always a nerve wracking thing to put your kids on TV because sure is. it's one thing for you to get out there and mess it up. Yeah. But if the kids get out there and mess it up, then it really becomes yeah. <laughs> something. So, yeah, uh, it was for the monologue. And my wife was there with the baby and we were both backstage bouncing him, hoping he wouldn't be loud because Ellen started the monologue and we were bouncing backstage. And it was like, OK, any second she's going to come back here and take this kid from our hands. Please don't let him cry or scream or anything. Uh-huh. 
So she came backstage, came around. I oh no wait, I ran out. I ran out is what I what I did. I ran out and I gave her Ollie. She had Ollie, and my wife and I backstage were just nervously bouncing, going, please be good, please be good. And he was dead silent. And then all of a sudden, she said, she asked him a question. She was like, what do you think? Pause. Burp. He yeah. burped. And <laughs> most nope. part dry of the timing. Dry we should put that. Dry we burp. Look dry on, burp. Uh, we're going to link to that. Sure. When we announce this podcast, when this podcast is released, Sorry, so we're people gonna, can see We're going to link to it? They're going to have to click a link on the podcast? No, but. Just, <laughs> no, help me understand. I want to understand. We will tweet about the podcast with a link saying you're going to want to see this because it's referred to on the podcast. It's sort of what what I'm trying to do with the podcast, guys, oh, is have multi-platform involvement. Oh, yeah. So cool. we're going. It's really kind of, what I like to call it. Yeah, is media 360. Really? And what? Oh, yeah, cool. I'm trying to hit you're it from all ends. Up? So yeah, I'm going to level up. So you're going to you're going to have the podcast. You can link yeah. to it on video, and that'll take you back to the Ellen Tube and and is there really. A community? There's you, a community. You sound ridiculous. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying. We're going to link to it when the podcast airs. And then you get here and you find yourself with <laughs> you the writers. You made him speed up through I know, but I'm saying he about... finds himself with the writers and Kevin Lehman. And how, no, it was how, all what, Kevin. Kevin was the one. Explain. Well, Ed got me here. Ed right. got me into the HI department. Because yep. as prior, prior to my experience on this show, I thought I was going to be an HI producer. Right. Boy, if you can produce HI, you can produce anything. Yeah. Because that's dealing with the great Human people. interest. That's Human the real interest, people. Sorry. Side note. Um, yeah. That's an, anything non-celebrity on the show. But anyway, so how do you get with Kevin so and I writers? So I started off, my first opportunity on the show was I was helping book, and they sent me to the Minnesota Potato Days Festival, which yes. I just thought was a great time. And I did snag a great booking out of there, the 91-year-old Potato Sack Fashion Show winner. Remember that lady? Mm-mm. She, she came out. She was wearing red and she was wearing potato sacks. You remember no, that lady? 91 no. years old. Oh, but I'll I like never forget it. it. Oh, um, but no, she was really funny. And that was season f- three. Season three was the year you wanted to become a writer, Kevin. Yep. So you pulled me aside and you said, here's the thing. If you want to be a writer. Uh, oh, oh, I, I needed someone to be a writer. So like That's what he pulled me aside and he goes, I want to be a writer. And in order for me to be a writer, I need to find someone to fill my position. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, I think you're really funny and I think you do a really good job at it. And again, what do you think about coming over and sleeping over? Yeah. So it was he, my was first ha- he was half right. <laughs> no, it was, it was another one of those moments where I thought, ooh, lone underwriter or... <laughs> receptionist on a pilot no and it was i because i i don't know why i would i grew myself to think i'm gonna be a producer i'm gonna be an hi producer and kevin was just another one of those moments where he's like i think you'd be really good at it and i was like Doy. yep and you are really good at it. and i just you are yeah really good i like i've always liked making people laugh oh and that's, then, i was about to say one of andy's biggest strengths oh i don't think many people get to see is he can if there's a particularly stressful day or mm-hmm. we have a ton of things that we have to do there's a lot of those there's a lot of those <laughs> no matter what is going on he will barge into the writer's room when they're all trying to rewrite the monologues and whatever we're working on and do a dumb bit that is so funny he'll have a he's really on. funny he'll carry a lamp into the room he's and funny he'll ride a bike into this tiny little narrow highway and doesn't care if he rams into the lamps everything's falling my and entire just, like, relationship with tension. andy is an is ongoing bits I'll, i love going into his office and just going he's into so one funny. of our bits and it's well, it's he's funny. He's really and I funny. Bit yeah, no, no, I, I actually I sit here and I work. Well, <laughs> well Andy, I'm, I'm much... Andy, Andy also has the ability to uh, run and fall down mm. uh, in a way that is hilarious. hilarious. I mean, we have featured it on the show. We've talked about it on the show. We've shown it on the show. But you have 
I mean, and we can say your age, can't we? Of course, 41, going to be 42 in September. You're almost 42, Yep. and you continue to run and fall down. Yeah, it's going to catch up with them. Just a number. I'm going to lose my knees. Yeah. Uh, no, I've been very blessed. A lot of people have a lot of talents, and you know, some people, as I say, were supposed to be astronauts or brain scientists. <laughs> I'm good with my coordination. Yes, uh, that's about you know, all I got. What What I love about this business and this show is that we have a position that requires your exact skill set. I yeah. lucked out. And you get to be just who you are, and it's incredibly valuable to the show. It's incredibly valuable to Ellen. Ellen adores you. Ellen is so happy every time you run out and give her something, every time you're on a red carpet, every time you do anything with the show. She is happy to have you there as uh, as she is making her way. Whenever we play blindfolded musical chairs on the show... Andy is always the guy with Ellen moving the seats around, and they have mm-hmm. like a whole little silent communication about how to do that. And uh, it's really nice to see. I'm very fortunate. And most importantly, he's just a decent human being. Yeah, well, exactly. Thank good you. Guy. He's a good boy. Not good with compliments, but I'll take him. Thank no, you very much. Good. Very good guy. Speaking of decent good. human beings, my fiance. Here I am. No, no. Number one man crush, Blake Shelton, was here. Oh, is that that's Chris's. Right? It's his number You're one. Well, man. Chris's top number five. Oh, okay, wow. top five. Yeah, so he likes sure. a big cowboy. Okay. He loves a big cowboy. Interesting. But uh, is that why you bought those chaps? The asses ones? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> this is what happens behind the door? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ellen gave him the hardest time about how he hasn't proposed to Gwen Stefani. Oh, mm. I know. Yes. It was a good one. Yeah. Not not your fiance, Chris, but uh, Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton, yeah, yes. As I remember. And uh, he was here promoting Ugly Dolls, and this is what happened. So Jen, uh, Jennifer Lopez was here, uh, and I, I wanted to help her out with uh, A-Rod, because she wanted to marry him, mm-hmm. obviously, like Gwen wants to marry you. <laughs> and, um, and I gave her a clock, and just to remind that, you know, she could give to him that the clock is ticking, that oh, yeah. time is passing. Yeah. So I gave her that clock, and literally, like, a week later, he proposed to her. So what I want to do, yeah, that's true. Okay. I gave her that clock. So Mother's Day is coming up. I have something for you to uh, give her, and I think, uh, yeah, I'm not about look. To give... Oh, my God. Look. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Oh! Hey. See? So you're saying... This is my. Sh- There's a chance she's going to ask me to get, to marry her. Yes. You're saying with this clock. Yeah, with this clock. Cause, okay. See so how I flipped it around and yeah, put it on her. Yeah. I, yeah. So uh, now that she knows that you're waiting for her to ask, now that she sees this, she'll ask you. <laughs> I'll call her. I'll call her tonight. Okay. All call right. Her. I'll tell her. I'll Please, tell her she's waiting God. for you. All right. Who wouldn't want? I mean, Th- who that's going above that? the bed. I no, mean, that's going God, right above the course. bed. That's probably still on your TiVo, and I do have to. S- or on your, uh, what's that called now? That's a DVR, DVR now. DVR. Yeah, DVR. DVR. You, you may have, have a TiVo, yeah. which is a form of DVR, but, or you might just have a DVR. DVR. I, yes. I, I, don't know. I referred the other day in the car with Sarah, my 14-year-old, referred to a TiVo. She goes, what's a TiVo? Oh, gosh, yeah. that's heartbreaking. And yeah. I was like, yeah. right, it's a DVR. It's a, it's a DVR. It's a DVR. I used to, I used to give them away, yeah. TiVos, on the show. All right, oh, we five second pop quiz. Who on staff still insists on having a TiVo? Matt Wright. Ding, ding, ding. Really? Matt Wright. Wow. I swear to God, I didn't know that, but I know he's so set and he's like a grandpa. He likes the noises. He likes the way he's like, that works better than any DVR. Is it it possible to still have one? Oh, yeah. TiVo's still a big company. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, what was bad for TiVo was that they created the technology of time slipping 
watching television. Right. And then the cable companies and all the and the satellite companies, they all just stole the technology and put them in their own boxes and then right. and then TiVo didn't have yep. them anymore. And then the streaming services came along, but TiVo still makes the TiVo. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. But what no you idea. were saying is watch on your DVR, make sure you watch That's what I was show. trying to say, because yeah. yeah. the clock was funny, and you can't see um, it on the now, podcast. Now, let's talk about the most Handsome. viral yep. moment of the month of April. May I know it's May now. Maybe even the most viral moment of 2019 so far. Andy Lassner on the red carpet at the Billboard oh. Musical. No, no, no. 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 Mo- most viral. Oh, Not most, le- yeah, viral. most viral. Most viral. Okay. Most. Yeah. Second most. Zach Efron. Zach Efron. Zach Efron. Zach Efron. Damn it, he's handsome. He's so that handsome. That guy is handsome. He's handsome, he's, and he and Ellen have an affection for one another that is, is very sweet. sweet. Is yeah. very very and sweet. And he's none of that is why he went viral. And he's and when <laughs> yeah, well, Ed will explain that. But before that, Ellen really adores him. Yes, but she also loves how talented he is. Yeah. She thinks he is a brilliant actor. She loves talking to him. He kind of, you can see him thinking about every answer because he wants to give her the right answer. Mm-hmm. And he really, he's kind of in his own head. And I don't know, there's something really interesting about that guy. And to Kevin, well, he's just gorgeous. One of gorgeous. the things that's particularly interesting about him is uh, his physique. Yes. His abs. Very, very well built. Yeah. 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 And and he's our like producer, Matt Wright, Mm-hmm. Had learned that he had a a, a wax figure at Madame Tussauds. Then the, that wax figure was hilarious looking. And then they updated the wax figure and they gave a new one. They made a new one, and Matt convinced Madame Tussauds to bring the new wax figure to our stage. And Zac Efron had not seen it. Yeah. And we revealed it to Zac for the first time, and. That was uh, that was quite a moment. And it was it well the the so the wax figure was in the Baywatch bathing suit in yeah. like board shorts and uh, and it had abs and he walks over to it with Ellen and sees it and he goes wow they really have that has good abs and then he lifts his shirt up to show his actual abs and there was like a gasp in the yeah. audience it's and like identical the, and in the control room and he was trying to be like yeah well I'm not really in shape they now. weren't they weren't identical. His abs were so much better. Yes. He could freaking crack a walnut between his abs. Like, it's I ridiculous. don't even understand it. Yeah. yeah. It didn't seem real. It was crazy. They were yeah, insane. So, so Kevin Lehman, uh, who pays attention to such things, um, had the idea to make a gif of it for Instagram. And when I tell you that thing just lit up the internet for 72 hours, like it had 13... Well, starting with Kevin making it a screensaver for himself. Obviously. <laughs> and then he said, okay, I'll share it. And it lit up. Oh, I commented on Ellen's post just trying to be funny and said I have the exact same app. And how, thousands how go, of Eddie? people came at me for it. <laughs> you do not mess with, with young fans of anyone because they will defend anything. They have no sense that you might be joking or might be being sarcastic. People went to my Instagram account and went to pictures of me on my Instagram to go and commented, you don't have his abs. Oh, jeez. I was like, well, of course I don't have his abs. No one has his abs. It always frightens me when you think you're being obviously sarcastic or funny. And then the people, I'm just like, Oh my God! What? Yeah. What? Yeah, you could get this. You you could get the sense that America's in a hopeless position, but that's a different podcast. <laughs> I, I like but the, anyway, I like the story that he told about his for as big of a star as he is. The story that he told about his grandparents. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the, the pictures of him from the tiger beat that his grandma oh. put on the wall. I was like, oh, that you you can't you can't oh, super so sweet. sweet. It's like Andy. Yeah. It's like Andy should be a regular on the podcast because that's the exact clip we have. Yes. 
Listen oh. up to this. Oh. Here's the sweetest thing that you posted. Your grandfather, uh, it was not, he was turning 91. Yes. And in yeah. the background, can we just talk about... Um... <laughs> yeah, that's... That's, um, yeah. that's my grandpa. Uh -huh. He's my hero. Uh, we've, like, ah, uh, man, I don't know where to start with that man. He's, that's his 91st birthday. Uh, he's just the best guy, you know? He, like, he, he's the side of the family that likes to dance and likes to uh, flirt and likes to, uh, you know, talk to the the, the cool, you know, he's very interested in the world. He can complete a crossword puzzle, uh, New York Times, like all the way to Saturday. Wow. And Sunday, he gets a little troubled, but he's- 91, that's amazing. 91. That's fantastic. And um, the most important thing about that video, see that picture in the back, that little poster? Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that you're, I love your grandpa and all, but I'm looking at that. So, well, <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's I just realized how funny. This is the living room, by the way. Right there. Wow. Um, but my grandma is a, is a um, may she rest in peace now. She just passed uh, a few days ago. Oh, I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. Um, that's was a couple days before. I'm yeah. a little sentimental right now. I'm but, sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, she's, it's okay. Well, but I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that. But she was the best scrapbooker. My, my grandma would show up every day to uh, like different uh, where you could buy Tiger Beat, Teen Beat. Uh, your grandmother would? Yeah. She and would, she'd buy your magazine? And she would cut them out and she would make those posters. Oh. And so every time I come to the house, as I got older and older, there were just more and more. And then That's... I started to realize behind them, there were, there were actually, if you like lift it up, there was actually more posters. Yeah. <laughs> and so one day I just went and I wrote, like, to Grandma, I love you on all of them. And oh. she hung them all over the house. That's so sweet. That was just sweet. All right, and He's yeah, just a check sweet out your guy. DVR because he has blonde hair now. So if you're used to brown hair, Zach, yes. it was right. blonde on our show yeah. if you want to see it. A couple of blondes yeah. sitting up there. Yeah. I would say one of our feel-good stories of the week yep. was the penis from Costco. I'm sorry, the what? The pianist. The pianist. <laughs> the, the guy <laughs> who plays <laughs> piano. Oh, is a guy who plays... God. You can There's call a guy him the viral piano player. Viral piano player. There you go. So he works in the Costco <laughs> tire shop in yep. the tire department. Right. They have this promotional thing in the main Costco every few years, mm -hmm. every few months, where they bring in beautiful pianos and you can buy a really good piano for a good deal. Right. He walks in on his break, yep. starts playing the piano like beautifully. Sure. Someone tapes it. It goes viral. We have him on the show. And just a sweet kid. Self-taught. Self-taught a piano and plays like a virtuoso and all he wants to do is score movies mm -hmm. and so what happens then kevin well we surprised him and you're going to hear all about it in this clip <laughs> <laughs> i can't get over the fact that you're self-taught yeah that is incredible i know it's, it's when you want to do something i mean You'll do anything to go, you know, to do it. So. Yeah, not all of us. Um, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I'd love to be able to play like that. But I, we know that you uh, you invested in a piano, but you're play, you're paying monthly payments. Yes. So our friends at Chatterfly want to support what you're doing. They want to pay off the, the rest of your payments so that you. Uh, right. that's, that's what you owe, right? Yeah. All right, that's paid off. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. 
And also, so, also, you're a big fan of, of Hans Zimmer. So, so what, what other, he did Inception, what other movies Pirates did he score? Pirates of the Caribbean, Dark Knight, Interstellar. I mean, you name it, he's done it. I yeah, mean, you're, so you're a big fan. Oh, I'm a huge fan. All right, well, look at this monitor right here. Hey, Marcos, it's Hans Zimmer here. Um, I was totally blown away by your playing, and I hear you're really into film scores, so why don't you come down to my studio and um, hang out, and we can jam and maybe come up with something cool. Um, it's a pretty good room. I've spent all my life in here. Come have a look around. So you're going to go hang out with him. <laughs> <laughs> We talked about Andy Zener going to a lot of the red carpets, but oh, sure. this yeah. week we sent a different Andy. We sent Andy yes. to the red carpet at the Billboard Music Awards with our friend Bridget, who we absolutely love. She was a guest on the podcast. You know her, you love her. She I did a fantastic job. Yep. So now I put together a montage of all of Andy's best moments from the red carpet, and we're going to listen to them now. Okay, we're back. Those <laughs> were the meanest all the things that That's we did so well. mean. It was my first time. It was my first time in the venue. Oh, I was new oh. at it. Oh, I've never venue. been on a red carpet <laughs> for any reason other than the daytime Emmys. It's oh, yeah. hot over mm. there on that carpet. And I actually texted Zener last night to say I have such respect. It is the most overwhelming, like, and I'll be admit that because it was the world of music, we have a lot of music on the show. I recognize people. I know nothing about them. If if they've if they broke to the music scene after 1989, <laughs> I don't really Barbara know. Duran Duran was not there. Yeah. They were not on the carpet. You did yeah. not see them. His last so, music was late stage Duran Duran. Yeah. yeah. So, so you were on the red carpet, knowing while, nobody, while we were taping the show. Exactly. So Ellen live. was interacting with you live. Yes. With you and Bridget and whoever the guests were. Right. Yeah. Bridget, so, my number one fan. Right. Yeah. You're number one fan. Yeah. So. That's, you know, there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. At what point does it occur to you, I know we're live and Ellen can come to me at any moment. They're, in fact, they're telling me that Ellen's coming to me. I know what I'll do. I'll chew gum. Okay. I did not. I chew gum out of nerves. So I really thought, oh, I'm going to put the gum in because, and then I forgot to take it out. <laughs> Pretty sure she called you on that, right? But the point is, <laughs> yeah. the point is I never spoke to more people that I knew less about. <laughs> and it was overwhelming, but it was a lot of fun. And I love that Andy Zener is our red carpet guy. <laughs> Thank you, uh, but it was fun for Bridget. She had a great time. I had fun, but like Bridget really, like, it, it's amazing. This girl was like in Scranton or Long Island two and a half weeks ago. You know, one or the other. one of our producers call her Pretty because close. of a cameo reaction she well, had. She works in Scranton and she lives in Long Island. And now she's been on a red carpet. She's been on our podcast she's, she's been on the back. show twice and then uh, yeah come back to come back did you hear that part Could yeah you i hear? heard that part all right great about testing a game which yeah. Yeah, we, we will discuss but um, yeah so it was a great night for her and and, and how are the billboard music awards andy uh two words jonas brothers uh, three words jonas brothers amazing <laughs> i mean you went to, to the see, show you did go to the show no i watched it i, I flew see. back but I watched most of the show, and yeah, sure, Mariah Carey, that was amazing. Madonna with Maluma, very cool. Jonas Brothers, come What's on. What's your favorite Maluma song prior to the Madonna song? What? Your favorite Maluma song prior to the Madonna uh, duet? Probably <laughs> Hungry Like the Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
the Jonas Brothers back together. And the reason I take such pride in those young men is we on this show were one of the first people to ever put them on when yeah. they were, how old were they back then? They were six, seven, and eight, I think. No, really. They were like they were young. young. They were tiny. Yeah, they were tiny. And now they're, they, they just brought the house They've down. done really well for themselves, too. Yeah, they, they really have separately together. Not falling and, off into uh, oblivion. I mean, I, I remember when the Jonas Brothers were here, our then first lady, Michelle yes. Obama, wanted yeah. to bring her daughter. And so she was in our audience and we were instructed, understandably, not to take any shots showing her in the audience. But like, that's how big they were. Right. Like, the they first lady called and said, we heard you're having the Jonas Brothers. Can we be there? Any chance like, we can get the girls there? Yeah. That was an outdoor concert. Remember that, that was an outdoor concert on the back, back lot, lot of Warner Brothers that I orchestrated. Yeah. So I was on the red carpet and Kevin... Uh, thinks there was zero highlights, but <laughs> there was a lot because of it's my today. podcast. Here's oh. a little bit of it. We're gonna check back in with Andy and Bridget on the Billboard Music Awards red carpet. Let's see who they. Oh, they've got BTS there. Hi, we are. Yeah, BTS. Yeah, we do. Hi, Ellen. Hey guys, how are you? BTS. We're great. Good. Look at these guys. Do you, 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 uh, Ella, I have a question. Yes, yes, sir. You, you gonna ask me the hookup question again? Uh, if I you'd said, like, like me every to. Every Koreans know about the word. <laughs> yes. So we were shocked at that time. Uh, <laughs> really? They were shocked that you knew hookup? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh my God, I'm embarrassed. Hey, you guys are uh, nominated for two awards tonight. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. We just won. Yeah, we just won the Top Social Award. And they, oh Ellen, they've already won the Top Social Award. Tonight. Congratulations, and you're nominated for another one. And then you're performing tonight with Halsey, right? Yes. What, what are you performing? Tell them the name. It's Boy We Love, and we're going to dance, do the dance together yeah. with Halsey. That's, do it, Andy. Do it. Do it. That's how you do it? Yep. 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 You just yep. got it. Andy, ask him some more questions. Um, so how long will you be in the States? For a month. We oh, just, a month. We're going to be on tour after, after the... Touring yeah, through the country. Yeah, after the award. Very exciting. Yep. Very exciting. Maybe we can get Bridget tickets to one of your shows. Oh, Come on. God. Come on. That you, you, you want to come to Rosball? Oh, my God. Yeah. I'll go anywhere. I'll go okay. anywhere. <laughs> or, or Soldier Fear. Yeah, or... Ellen will fly her private. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right, Andy. Anyway, thank you so much for stopping by. Good luck. Thank you. BTS. Thanks, BTS. I've gotten you Sierra. I've gotten you BTS. I I've gotten you a gender reveal. Yeah. Bridget and I nailed it. That's great, <laughs> Andy. All right. Thanks, guys. Congratulations. Have fun tonight. You really did great, Andy. You did. You really you did. did. It's not you easy. Did. And until great. you do it, you can't, you no. don't have any idea how no. it is. Especially the live ones. They're harder. Yeah. 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 yeah, they threw me right into the deep end, you know? That's how you learn how to swim, bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eddie, tell us about Zion Clark and his mom. I think Kevin should tell us about. Zion. I love Zion. I did love Zion I know. too. What Zion a story! Talk He's about just him. like one of these people who was dealt a bad hand, yeah. like a yeah. life, and made the absolute most out of it. And if you ever yeah. think you have a reason to complain about your day, you've got to watch this guy. You have to see his attitude. He was born with no legs. And became a wrestler in high school, which doesn't yes. sound like that's even possible. And when you see the amount of work this guy puts in, yeah. and he had been bounced around the foster care system, like he was seventeen years old, bad. And then found this wonderful woman. Her, her name was Kimberly, who yep. ended up adopting him at seventeen, I think it was. And just the two of them together, it like made you so believe in like family and so inspiring, so inspiring yeah. yes. to get through whatever is troubling you in your life. Here, take a listen to them. 
and then we'll talk more about them. Well, oh boy, oh boy, you're you're something else, and and man, you're strong. And you're <laughs> Thank you. And you're like solid, solid. Okay, so uh, what was this condition that you? What do you call the condition that you were born with? It is called caudal regression syndrome. It is a very rare condition. Only one kid out of a hundred thousand each year are born with it, mm -hmm. and it is a very it's very rare. It's, there's different stages to it. Some kids are born with like a big portion of their spine missing or a small portion. Some were born with legs with this portion missing or not. Um, I was just born without legs. Still, it's like, a lot of people say it's different, but it's really just like everything, I, only thing I know. Right, of course, that's it's, it's all you know. Uh, and it probably, because of this, you had a tough time before you were even born. Yeah, so um, my mother, she's really not the greatest, but um, nothing be helped. Uh, she was diabetic and also was doing heavy drugs while she was pregnant with me in and out of jail. She actually got pregnant with me while she was in jail. Um, had me, and she was deemed unfit to take care of me. So I went to my first couple homes, and like the first couple homes, they weren't they weren't bad. Just a couple bad things happened, so I had to like be removed. But then there was other homes where like it would get to the point where I'd be like sometimes beaten, starved, just a lot of bad things. But I swear by God's grace, my mom got a hold of me, and the rest is history. Yeah, yeah. Um... So. How did Zion come into your life, Kimberly? Okay, I'm a foster mom. So, they called me one day, they reached out and said we have, I, I kept all girls. So they reached out and asked me, we have a young fella who he exhausted all his resources. They about to ship him off to Cincinnati. So would I consider my criteria the change to have him, you know, be a fit to come stay in my home? And he went to school with my daughter and foster child. My, my regular daughter. So we're at the Christmas cantata. I saw him before he even saw me. So he was going across the stage on his hands and I was sitting up in the audience. I was like, oh, that's him. That's my son. I just knew he was meant to be mine. You know, and um, so when I called, <laughs> I give God all glory, the son that I always wanted. And I, had, I didn't even have to go through the diaper stages. I got the fun stuff. Uh -huh. so, uh, <laughs> so we reached out and we told him, let's, let's do this. And they brought him to my house, and and he's your the son. rest is history, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, and and man, to have such a loving mother, to have this turn out, because I, I think you uh, you're speaking to a lot of kids out there that are in the foster system or wherever and getting bounced around, and to say you were beaten and starved and everything that happened to you. Um, you, you came through it, you, and, and now you have a loving family, and you're successful and happy, and I think that's the, the, the message we want to say to kids out there that are, that are in a bad situation, because you can get through that. Yeah, I just loved them. They were just amazing. amazing. You've got to see, like, we showed his workout videos. He puts, like, chains around his neck and then leaps from the floor up onto these huge boxes like you would see regular people down. do in the gym. Unbelievable. With, yeah. Unbelievable. The, you know, he born with no legs. Yeah. And he gets from the celebrity entrance of our show, which is some distance from the chair, yeah. yep. up to Ellen and up into the chair in a, such an effortless way. Faster than I could sprint That you almost take there. for granted that this dude is doing this with no legs. Like, right. he's incredible. And overcoming a rough childhood, all of it. Yeah, he, it was crazy. He, he, he was you really can't, awesome. but not yeah. feeling sorry for himself one bit. Just not going like, no. this, is, this is my life, and I'm going to do the most yeah. that I can. And, and he's using his life to, to help others just be sort of empathetic and inspiring to other people who have other obstacles to overcome. It really was incredible. incredible. And, and, his, and his mom, God bless her. 
Kimberly. Well, oh, I mean, oh my god, heart of gold. Yeah, really, really amazing story. story. Like a one in a, like a one in a million story. Yep. Speaking of one in a million stories, Ellen had a rough uh, had a rough yeah. weekend. We were all texting with her about other stuff. Yep. And she said, oh, and by the way, I'm not sure I can come in on Monday. Jeez. <laughs> and she sent us a picture of her hair, which yep. wasn't right. <laughs> it did not look right. It did not look right. And it what had a certain didn't, orange hue what to didn't it. look right were the number of colors that you could yeah. see within the hair. There was some green. There was some orange. Yeah. There was some darker purpley, purpley color. The first, so she had she had gone to a hair coloring, and because her hair is short, she goes you know more often than maybe most people do, and she had gone to a hair coloring. She tried someone new, um, it did not work out. That was on a Thursday night. She does not come to us on Fridays. We talk to her on Fridays, right. but she's not in the office on Fridays. And so for the rest of the weekend, hair care professionals were sending people to Ellen to try to get her hair right. back to some version of its normal color. So Ellen was sending us, we'll, we, will, we will play this monologue for you and you'll, you'll hear it in Ellen's words. But I, on Sunday, as we were getting all these videos, I was at a, a school little like fair because Katie was doing a dance performance. Mm-hmm. So I kept get the, getting these videos while that was happening of updates of Ellen. Ellen trying to fix her hair. Ed, you said that you were doing. You I was. Were, I was surfing. You were surfing. You were surfing with baby dolphins. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Uh, beautiful. Yeah. Kev, morning. what were you doing as you were as I you were getting? I have friends in town, and I think we were at Disneyland by this point. Right. And Andy, what were you doing as you were getting these updates from Ellen on Sunday? Uh, I was with my boys. Uh, we were driving to their uh, roller hockey game. Right. So all Non-stop. these things were happening, Non-stop. and we kept getting we kept getting these videos. There, or Ellen yeah. was giving us these updates. So we were living our entire day, and Ellen was sitting, yes, getting her hair worked on the entire time. And this is <laughs> the monologue that was the result of that. Hey, you may notice that my hair is a little bit bit blonder today uh, than usual, and a little bit shorter than usual, and that's because I had my hair done over the weekend. And by over the weekend, I mean the entire weekend. Um, (laughs) When you have short hair, you have to color it often because my hair grows really fast, and so I'm constantly coloring it. So it always looks different when you watch the show. Some some days it's it's a different tone. Today it's really different. Um, Here's what happened. (laughs) Started on Thursday, and... um, And it started with the same sentence that all bad hair stories start with, is, I tried a new person. And, um... So, uh, looking back, you know, there were signs, uh, some red flags. Here's a picture of the colorist that I used. Uh, Yep. Um, yeah, he said he was very experienced, he'd served billion people, and, uh... All right, so, uh, so what happens is, it, it normally, for a while, I was wearing my hair kind of all, uh, I, I'd use foils and I was highlighting my hair. Then I decided to just lighten the top and leave the sides my normal color so it was darker on the sides and lighter on top. Then I decided I'm gonna do the whole head because that must be faster. You just put color on it and it's <laughs> done. And uh, no, it's not. It's, uh, it's called a bleach and tone. And uh, the old bleach and tone is something that takes hours and hours to do. 
And after it was finished, of two, two and a half, two forty-five maybe um, hours, I, I looked at it in the mirror and I was like, "This is not good." And um, <laughs> so uh, the person said, "Well, let me try it again." And they tried it again. And then they, we were running out of time. And they're like, "It'll rinse out every time you shampoo. It, it'll get better because it was basically." Many colors. I couldn't even pinpoint what color it was. It was like orange and pink and purple, and I had the the pride flag on my head. Um, it was uh, you couldn't tell. It was kind of greenish, ashy, so you couldn't tell where my skin stopped and the hair started. And and I'm not going to tell you how much she tried to charge me, but it was a lot. It was a whole lot, and my Groupon only covered half. Um, so. And not only was it a weird color, it was damaged from, from two and a half hours of this processing. And so my hair was falling out. Like literally I would touch my head and hair was falling out. And uh, I think my hair was so embarrassed it didn't want anything to do <laughs> with my head and said, I'm getting out of here. Um, so I knew I had to come to the show this morning to do, uh, to, to do the show. And so I had to figure out what to do. Either I have to get it fixed somehow or become that lady who wears hats. So, and I was like, Portia, I gotta get my hair done before I go back to work. And she's like, it's not that bad. I said, no, it's horrible. And she said, it's not. And then finally I convinced some people to come to my house to fix it. And I told her and she goes, oh, thank God it was horrible. Um, <laughs> she, she just didn't want to make me feel bad, but she's, it's bad. Um, even the people showed up at the house were like, oh my God. Like, so here's the beginning of the process. Uh, this is the first step. Still going. <laughs> Still, they're gently massaging my each, each hair, apologizing to it. Literally. They're, they're just massaging each hair, trying to change its color. <laughs> Grooming me like a monkey. The reason they were doing that is my hair was so damaged, he didn't want to put heat on it, so he couldn't dry it with a blow dryer. So they had to rub my hair to warm it, um, which was quite a while. And then... Then this is one of the other steps. Yep, now this is happening. This is a, <laughs> now we're here, <laughs> right? Phase three. Yep. I have to wash my hair three times, I think. This will be a fourth. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I had a costume change, you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then, uh, I don't know if the foil helped my hair, but I got better cell reception. Um, so <laughs> here's what happened after they took the foil out. Okay, now we're here, and uh, we're trying to still get the orange out and then put some gold in it, because it's now Billy Idol color, but we <laughs> should the orange out, some of it. So, another costume change. <laughs> so they had to stop there because my hair couldn't take anymore, because literally I can't... Um, touch it. Like, he's, I can't wash it. I can't, like, he said, if you rinse it, just pat it. Just pat it. <laughs> Don't do anything, like, like, at all. So I'm not allowed to wash it. I'm not allowed. Today, I should be fine if I don't sneeze or blink. Um. All right. In that monologue, Ellen said, here's a picture of the person who did it. Uh, you're going to have to watch it on your DVR to figure out who she said, because it is very funny. It, it is. Very is. Funny. I, knew, I knew on Monday morning when I started getting texts of videos and pictures of Ellen from Kevin, saying, uh-uh, this is going to be the monologue today. And I was like, ooh, there's going to be a good story behind this one. Yep, yep. and yep. it was. Subscribe today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. And don't forget to watch Ellen Weekdays for even more Ellen fun. Bye, Thanks, everybody. everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.
We would so love to know more about you here at Ellen on the Go. Please head over to Wondery.com slash survey. It's a really short survey that will help make this show better. The Wondery.com slash survey. W-O-N-D-E-R-Y dot com slash survey. We'd really appreciate hearing from you.